welcome everybody. It's really lovely to see you here this morning and to actually be able to look at you rather than thinking I've got to look at a camera as well. My name's Janet. I'm a member of the congregation here. I will be leading us this morning and then Rachel will be speaking to us a bit later. The theme this morning is The Valuable Pearl and it's the second in our series on parables. As we come together this morning, we are coming to a holy God and we need to wipe the slate clean before we go any further. So let's pray. God our Father, we come to you in sorrow for our sins, for turning away from you and ignoring your will for our lives. Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For behaving just as we wish, without thinking of you. Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For failing you by what we do and think and say. Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For letting ourselves be drawn away from you by the temptations in the world about us. Father, forgive us, save us and help us for living as if we were ashamed to belong to your Son. Father, forgive us, save us, and help us. May the God of love bring us back to himself, forgive us our sins, and assure us of his eternal love in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Morning, everyone. This morning's reading is taken from Matthew chapter 13 and its verses 44 to 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, well, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be here with you this morning. Although the title of the um, service is The Valuable Pearl, we actually have had two very short parables, and the first one is the parable of the hidden treasure. So I'm actually going to look at both of the parables this morning. And one of the things that I love, but don't often have the chance to do, is to go off and mooch in the charity shops. Anyone else with me on that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll often come home with a few new books to add to my ever-growing pile, maybe a DVD. And if I'm lucky, I might find a nice top, a jacket, or a pair of trousers. One of the best things about it is uh, when you find, in amongst everything else, an absolute gem of an item. Now, unfortunately, I've never found anything of real value, but I have found some really good items of clothing that, if bought new, would be really expensive. And when I found them, I've known their worth, and I've known that I'd be silly not to actually buy it. And the two parables we've had read to us today by Pat open our eyes not to the gem of an item we find in a charity shop, but the most valuable treasure out there, Jesus. So you might have noticed that uh, they were very, very short parables. 
And these two parables come at the end of a chapter that sees Jesus telling one parable after another after another. But although they are really short in length, they actually contain huge truths about the kingdom of heaven. Essentially, the kingdom of heaven is all about the rich blessings that come from living in a relationship with God. And these two parables are used by Jesus to illustrate this. So if we take the first parable, we have a man who finds buried treasure in a field. Now, this wasn't such an unusual occurrence, as you might think. At the time that Jesus is teaching, there weren't actually any banks, and so hiding your money in a field was actually seen as the safest place to keep it. This treasure the man finds, he stumbled upon it by accident. However, as soon as he finds it, he sees its worth straight away. The passage also describes that he had great joy at finding it as well. And no wonder. I mean, you know, you find that gem in the charity shop and you're like, woohoo, excellent, brilliant. And so I can imagine I'd feel quite similar if I found it, some treasure in a field. And I was reminded when thinking about this talk of the finding of the Staffordshire Horde. I don't know how many of you have been to see the Staffordshire Horde or remember when the news broke about it being found. The finder knew its worth straight away. And when he was interviewed on the 10th anniversary of its finding in 2019, he described it as a wonderful treasure. I think it sums it up pretty well, really. And this is exactly how the man saw the treasure in this field. So what does he do? He hides it again, sells everything he had, and then buys the field. Why does he do that? Well, the law at the time stated that the owner of the field would then be the owner of the treasure. Now, there are some commentators who question the morality of the finder. Were his actions actually ethical? Unfortunately, today, we don't have time to delve into that. And our focus today actually lies with the bigger picture of what Jesus was trying to tell his disciples and obviously what it then means for us today. So Jesus is telling his disciples that the treasure the man has found is like the kingdom of heaven. It's the most valuable thing you will ever find. And as soon as you find it, you'll understand its importance and its worth. And the same is true today. For those of us who have found Jesus and accepted him into our lives, we finally recognize that he is the treasure that has been hidden and accept his offer of eternal life. But it does come at a cost, not a monetary cost. However, a relationship with him is the most valuable thing in our life. But in order to have that full relationship, Jesus asks us to give up everything about our old way of life. But the challenge for us today is have we actually done that? Have we given up everything in order to have the most valuable treasure? Well, have we kept parts of our old life with us or continued to follow other ways of living? Now, some of you may be thinking, but the man went away, bought the field to be able to own the treasure. And it's important at this point to stress that a relationship with Jesus is not something that can be bought. But a purchase does take place. As one writer I read put it, what happens when we make a purchase? We exchange one thing for another. 
and in this case, our broken lives for his eternal one. So that's the parable of the hidden treasure. Jesus then follows directly afterwards with the parable of the pearl. And although essentially they have the same message, there are subtle differences. Both passages talk about the kingdom of heaven being the greatest treasure that you can find. But whereas in the first parable, the finder of the treasure finds it by accident, but recognizes its worth, the merchant in this parable goes out seeking that finest pearl. And what Jesus is referring to here is the huge array of religious thinking and religious sects that were around at his time on earth. With so many to choose from, people would spend a lot of their time searching for the right one. And actually, I don't think there's much difference today. People look for fulfillment in things that have no value, and they keep trying out different things, moving from one thing to another. Like the first parable, the merchant had to sell everything in order to purchase that pearl. And once again, Jesus is not saying salvation can be bought, but you do have to give up your old life when you come into the kingdom of heaven. So what should we take away from these two short parables? Do you know someone who spends their time studying different religions and spiritualities? Is God telling you that you need to connect with this person? Is God asking you to build relationships with them and live the way of Jesus so that they can then see Jesus in you and what you have got? If you remember our all-in service from last month, we talked about mission fields. Maybe this person that you know is your new mission field. And remember, if you are scared about doing something like that, God will equip you to do the work. It might be that you yourself can relate to the pearl merchant, still exploring and searching for the pearl of greatest wealth. And my prayer for you today is that you recognize that you can stop your search and know that the pearl of greatest wealth is a life with Jesus. And I know that I often pray for friends and family who don't know Jesus and want them to be like the man in the first parable, that they'll find Jesus when they least expect it. But when they do, they will see his value straight away. So have you got friends or family who you want to see come to know Jesus? Then pray for that treasure to be found. Whichever parable you resonate with most, my prayer is that you will seek God for the next steps forward. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Let us pray together. For all your gifts, O Lord, we thank you. For health and strength and life itself. For our friends, our homes, our families. For our church and our worship together. We thank you for every opportunity we have to serve you. Above all else, we thank you for sending your Son, our Lord Jesus, to be our Saviour. Through him we can be forgiven and become part of your kingdom. And now we pray for all who govern our world, 
that they will act justly. We pray for all who minister in the church and especially in our church in Selly Park here. We look forward to welcoming Ben and Jess in the coming week and ask for your blessing upon them as they begin their ministry here. Please be with the church congregation in Armington and help them through the time of vacancy as they seek a new minister. We pray for those who provide for our daily needs, especially at this time, nurses and doctors and researchers seeking to stem the progress of the pandemic. We pray for those who do not yet know you, especially those in our own families and friends. We pray for those who are ill, tired or lonely, depressed and sad or bereaved. And in silence now we remember some of those who we wish to bring before you in silence. We thank you, Lord, that we can freely worship you. Help us to continue our worship through the coming week by living lives which are filled with love, both for you and for all those we meet. Now let us join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let's pray together. Let's have a closing prayer. Father God, we do thank you that we are part of your kingdom and can have a relationship with you through Jesus. We do pray for all those we know who don't yet know you, that we might possibly be instrumental in bringing them closer to you, in being part of that journey. And we pray as we go out into the coming week that you would be with us in everything we do.